Hello, welcome to episode number 15 of the Joe DeVoe Show. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, but you can call me Joe, and I am here to uplift and support my fellow creatives, lovable weirdos, and makers of magic. This is a special solo edition of the podcast in honor of self-worth summer, and the focus here today is going to be on self-respect. Speaking of which, I have finally taken the time to get the podcast up on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible in addition to the places it's always been like iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher, and this for me was very much about self-respect and due to the fact that many of you reach out from time to time to be like, why aren't you on Spotify? The real reason I am not on Spotify, well, I am now, but the reason I wasn't before is because I really tend to procrastinate around any kind of technology that I am not familiar with. It is my favorite thing to put off, which is why finally getting that done, among other things. I did quite a few things last week that included moving through resistance, and I did it in the name of self-respect, respecting my work here as a podcaster, which is something that I struggle with and am very much in the process of working on, particularly when it comes to keeping pace with changes in technology. That is one of several areas of my life that I am focusing on personally for this theme of self-worth summer, which also includes getting a voicemail set up for the podcast so that we can talk to each other. Finally, that is something that I have been saying I was going to do for a very long time now. And at last, I did it, friends. You can now leave me a voicemail and ask me a question. And depending on how many people leave me a voicemail and ask me a question, I can either sprinkle my replies randomly throughout future episodes, or I can do a dedicated Q&A, or maybe both. And I will say that I'm starting small with a free account on SpeakPipe. Speak pipe. So you'll only be able to leave a 90-second voicemail, but... That's a full minute and a half, and I think plenty of time to formulate a quality question. It seems like a good way to test this out to see if we even like it. And by we, I mean me and you. It sounds like a fun idea. It sounds like something I would like to do. And if you want to play around with that, help yourself. Knock yourself out. Go for it. Please don't leave me any weird pervy messages because that definitely will take the fun out of it for me. I cannot promise to answer all of your questions, particularly if I get a lot of repeats, I might consolidate that into one question, but I will say that I am especially game for anything to do with shadow work, moving through fear or resistance, the biz witch life, like online entrepreneurship. I especially love a good personal brand, planner nerdery, manifestation, self-love, things like that. So there will be a link to SpeakPipe in the show notes, or you can find that at speakpipe.com slash the Joe DeVoe show. And then as for today's episode of the Joe DeVoe show, let's get to it. 
Self-respect. What even is the self? The self is such an existentially overwhelming and complex concept that I find it helps to reduce it down to a few key representatives like the body and the spaces you occupy or your mind and the way you direct its attention. You are not your body, not entirely, obviously, and you are not your mind or your emotions, but they are the most evident proofs of your existence and the ones that are most easily measured. So, for example, if you hate your body, you're hating yourself. If you fear the whims of your mind or emotions, you are fearing yourself. Conversely, if you love your life, you are, in effect, and to some extent, loving yourself. And that is as good a place to start as any. So when talking about respecting yourself here today, I'm going to try to keep it as specific as possible. Self-love, self-care, self-esteem, self-worth, self-respect. I've spoken a lot about self-love and self-care here over the years, so I'm not going to say much more about either today, but I will say that if you struggle with self-love or self-care as concepts, I meant what I just said. Try switching your focus from trying to love this nebulous, ineffable vastness called self to simply learning to love your life or caring for your physical existence. Because when you create a life you love, by caring for the details of your physical existence, you are, in my opinion, practicing both self-care and, in effect, self-love. Love as a verb. Love as something you do as opposed to something you feel. The feeling, then, is a byproduct of the doing, love in action. And then as for the other three, self-esteem, self-worth, self-respect, here is how I personally see it. Self-esteem is having a healthy, positive opinion of yourself. Self-esteem is about perceiving yourself as a valuable, worthy person. Another way to say it is positive self-regard. Self-worth is the value you place on yourself, particularly in certain contexts like in relationship, in your career, or regarding your finances. It's what you think you are worth as an individual, like what kind of treatment you think you're worthy of, what kind of pay you think you're worthy of, what kind of love you think you're worthy of. Quality self-respect is the natural byproduct of high self-worth, but I also believe that self-worth can be developed by practicing self-respect in action or through esteemable acts. I did not coin the term esteemable acts. An author named Francine Ward actually wrote a book called Esteemable Acts that is very, very good, and I just love that as a concept because the way I look at it is self-esteem is built in action. Through esteemable acts, we raise our impression 
of ourselves. And we start to think more highly of ourselves when we behave in ways that align with our own natural worth. Actions that are self-respectful raise our self-esteem and thus bring us into alignment with our true God-given, nature-given worth. And I love that you can demonstrate self-respect to your body, to your nervous system, and thus train your subconscious mind into having a different sense of self-worth and expectation around that. You can literally teach the deeper parts of yourself that this is what self-respect looks like. And this is what self-respect feels like in action. I hope you're staying with me here. <laughs> I hope you're staying with me. I find this very interesting and fun and useful. So hopefully you do too. Worthiness is a state of being. Self-respect is an action. It can either be an action that flows naturally as an expression of worthiness, or it can be an action that fosters and builds your sense of worthiness. And I say that deliberately, your sense of worthiness, because you already are innately worthy. You were born worthy and will remain worthy for the whole of your life. But your felt sense of that may be something that you need to develop and come into alignment with. So low self-worth is a sense of being out of alignment or out of touch with this natural state of being. Whereas high self-worth is a knowing. You know your worth. You have a real sense of it and you think and you behave as such. It's a realization. You realize what is. And what's cool about that is if you're living from a place of low self-worth, no matter how far life has conditioned you away from that felt sense of your own true worthiness, you can enter into a realization process in which you gradually, persistently come into alignment over time by repeatedly taking self-respectful actions like getting to where you need to be on time, keeping your home tidy, working out three to five days a week or whatever it is you think is healthy, meeting your professional deadlines, holding healthy boundaries in your personal relationships, etc. All the things you know, all the things you know, all the things you maybe should on yourself to do. When you actually do those things, it then becomes a practice. Getting into alignment is a practice. As you practice self-respect, you start to realize your worthiness. It's always there. It's just a matter of seeing it and then ultimately accepting and being it. And then when you're really standing in your own worth, when you really know your worth and your value as a human being, that is reflected in the world around you. People start to treat you differently. 
different kinds of opportunities start to come in. And then you yourself have the courage to move through fear, have the courage to go for more challenging opportunities. And it changes your whole life. It's definitely worth what can be a long, slow process, depending on where you're starting on the spectrum. If you have really been beat down by life, it can seem like you have a long ways to go. But the exciting thing about that is it's fulfilling every step of the way. Every time you take an esteemable action, particularly if you acknowledge and reward yourself for it, it feels good. This is a path that feels good. This is a path that continues to get better and better and better as you go along. So it's not like you're white knuckling yourself towards some far off distant goal. It's that every single day you get to experience these incremental improvements in your self-esteem and you get to notice your confidence raising and other people start to notice it and other people start to comment on it and even better than any comments they might make opportunities start coming in people just start responding to you in a different way that is very noticeable So I really want to emphasize that to you if you're in a very low feeling place because I promise you it is so worth making the effort and starting very, very small because the journey really is enjoyable. I also want to recommend a movie that is out right now in the theaters that is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. This movie, first of all, it's just a fun movie, and Austin Butler, the actor who plays Elvis, is phenomenal and definitely worth going out of your way to see on the big screen. He's a very special actor portraying a very special person, human, I was going to say character, but a person that many people still love, even though he hasn't been on the planet now for quite a few decades, and that is Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley His story, as told in this movie specifically, is a lesson in self-worth and self-respect. And what I love about it in particular, even though it's a very sad story, ultimately in the end, painful, infuriating, sad story, it's demonstrative of what I'm trying to express here today because there are two areas that you can clearly see that Elvis did not respect himself in. And one was his body. He did not respect his physical body. He did not respect the limits of his physical body. And therefore, other people did not respect his physical body. He abused himself and he allowed himself to be abused. And it was a horrible, vicious cycle of self-abuse, abuse from other people, and on and on and on and on it went. And then in addition to that, he did not respect his money, which is something I personally relate to very strongly. He just wanted to go out into the world and be a star. And in the beginning, he was happy just to leave all of his business to this person who turned out to be very parasitic. He was a pie-in-the-sky, make-all-the-promises kind of manager who did really help spread his brand and create like a circus show around Elvis Presley, but he was a parasite. And 
Elvis relinquished all of the functions of his business and his money to this guy. Like, you take care of it. I'm just going to go be this artist. And this guy certainly took care of it. Oh, he took care of it. All right. And not in a way that was beneficial to Elvis. And that is something that I did in my marriages, plural. I am twice married, twice divorced. And I was raised to be taken care of. I was raised to find a husband as soon as possible and let my husband take care of all the finances, whether I was bringing in money or not. And not just finances, but like all the paperwork, anything to do with the government or the IRS. I wanted them to take care of it because I didn't know how, because I was not raised to do that. I was not educated to do that. I found it very scary and frightening. And that was actually part of what kept me in really toxic, unhealthy situations because I did not think I could handle it myself. I did not respect myself that way. And so I was abused. I was financially abused. I was financially taken advantage of, and it hurt me dearly. And this was a lesson that I promise you was not fun to live and that I am still recovering from to this day, even though it's been a decade now that I have woken up to this reality and really educated myself and thrown myself into rebuilding my life financially from a place of self-respect. So when I watched Elvis do that with his manager, I was like, oh, no, I definitely know why, especially a creative person would do something like that, because we have this narrative here in the West, at least. I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, but we have this narrative that creative people were just very right brain and that's our domain and then we need other people that are more left brain to handle everything else and that we somehow complete each other but I really think that that's dangerous even if you hire an accountant or a business manager or your spouse is the person who primarily takes care of your finances or any kind of paperwork that's still something that you need to have a voice in and have awareness around and be a part of even if they are taking on that responsibility for you you ultimately need to have a say and be a part of the process and have some basic understanding of how it works if you're going to respect yourself. And money is an energy that requires respect. It demands it. Money demands respect and it will respond in kind. So will your body. And so I highly recommend that if you have not yet seen Elvis, that you go in kind of with this in the back of your mind so you can watch those lessons play out in a very painful way, but you get to see, oh, okay, so he's not respecting his body. A good example of that is he was overworked and he was playing to the point of exhaustion, doing these shows to the point of exhaustion, and his body had collapsed. And this is a spoiler. Stick your fingers in your ear if you don't want any spoilers, if you're not familiar with Elvis Presley's story, although this is pretty much common knowledge. He was collapsed, and 
they animated him with drugs. They reanimated his body, the doctor, with drugs. So he is in a state of collapse. He needs to go to the hospital. And instead, they choose to shoot him up with whatever they shoot him up with so he can get back out on that stage and perform. That is gross abuse of the physical body. And it started with him doing that to himself and then his handlers ended up doing it for him and that abuse cycle stayed in play. Abuse is really tricky because people who are abused when they are very, very young learn to abuse themselves and then they stay open to other abusers. It's a really vicious cycle and you can never, 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 you must never blame the person who is being abused. This is not about victim blaming. This is about waking up if you're in a situation like that, if you're an adult and saying the abuse stops here. I am going to find a way to learn how to respect myself and I'm going to do it in small ways. I'm going to do it by slowly respecting my own boundaries, figuring out what those are And once I've done that, I'm going to start learning how to teach other people how to treat me. But always it starts with the self. It starts with you learning how to respect yourself. One word that has come up around this idea of self-respect for me, and maybe even before I started thinking of self-respect, I was thinking of this word. It is the opposite to the way self-respect makes me feel, and the word is neglect, self-neglect. And I think that that is something I need to mention because that is something I am very familiar with as well. And again, it goes back kind of to that idea of money neglecting your money is a self-neglectful thing to do. In fact, I find that if you are in a self-neglectful place, and that might go all the way back to your childhood, perhaps your needs were neglected in some way, your emotional needs, maybe even your physical needs. So if now as an adult, you're in a self-neglectful place, it can help to then just dial in on the physical aspects and expressions of self. So three great places to start looking at it that way would be your body, your home, and your money. You can learn a lot about self-neglect and then conversely self-respect by really examining and closely working with these three areas of your life, body, home, money. It might even help to just choose one. The one that really jumps out at you when you hear me say it. The one that clearly needs the most attention. And then to tend to it in the spirit of how you do anything is how you do everything. I think attention is a very important word there because neglect implies a lack of attention. So building respect from a place of neglect might begin with simply paying attention. And then the way you might proceed from there would be to go through the motions to some degree of taking esteemable actions. It's not that you're faking it to make it because if you are taking esteemable action, 
You really aren't faking anything. You're genuinely tidying up your kitchen. You're actually paying your bills on time. You really are setting a healthy boundary. You aren't going through the motions in terms of faking these things. You are legitimately performing them, even if at first they seem unnatural. And if it feels unnatural, I find it really helpful to perform them alongside an affirmation. So you are confirming to your subconscious self by repeating, I am worthy of respect every time you perform an action that demonstrates self-worth. I am worthy of respect. You're washing the scum off the bathtub saying, I am worthy of respect. By washing this bathtub, I am respecting myself. I am worthy of respect. By taking this 10% out of my paycheck and putting it into a growth investment, I am respecting myself. It's really useful to acknowledge yourself when you're in the process of doing it because then you have a real sense of what you're doing. Like, oh my gosh, look at me right now. I am building self-respect. And then you get to light up the reward center of your brain and create a new positive neural pathway that will help you take those actions in the future without so much effort. It only requires effort in the beginning. It's only challenging in the beginning. And then soon it just becomes a way of life. And you're stepping further and further and further into your own sense of worthiness. And if you feel like you should know all this by now, if you feel like a fool for not already having these things established, please let me urge you to not be so hard on yourself because it's really difficult to reparent yourself as an adult. Those neural pathways, speaking of neural pathways, are so deeply grooved in and they were put in place when you were so young that it is truly a heroic thing. It is a dignified process to do this work no matter how old you are. And I will repeat something that I recently said on Twitter in this regard, and that is don't let the shame of your past lock you out of the next place you are meant to be. Give yourself some grace and the space to grow, knowing that you are worthy at every phase in the process. This is a process and you are worthy all throughout it and you deserve to make the effort and it is not embarrassing no matter where you are on the growth scale. Like it's fine no matter where you are. In fact, I think it makes you a badass if you're starting from a really low place and working your way up. It is a privilege those people who left high school feeling super confident and in their worth and in their self-esteem and they've had win after win after win after win because they were raised by people who saw their worth and taught them to feel it themselves. If you were not raised like that and then you choose to purposely raise yourself up despite any old programming and conditioning, You are amazing. You have my respect. That's for sure. You definitely have my respect. And so I'm going to keep this really short but sweet and just kind of wrap it up here in saying that you are worthy. 
You are absolutely worthy. And if you don't feel that, if you don't believe that, that is something that you can realize through taking esteemable actions. You can learn to raise your self-esteem every time you step through fear, every time you move through resistance, and then you reward yourself. Mentally give yourself a high five or do like I do. I use my day planner and I write things in my day planner after I have accomplished them. And I use like bright pink or purple or turquoise ink. Sometimes I put a sticker on there because that is positive reinforcement and my subconscious feels that. So I give myself that all throughout the day and it feels like I'm winning all throughout the day. Look at the areas of your life where you feel like you might be self-neglectful or self-abandoning or even self-abusive and start there. Start there, but start small. Start looking at little opportunities in which you can make new choices, in which you can move through fear or resistance, or you can learn a new way of being. And then keep in mind that slogan, how you do anything is how you do everything. If you start to learn to be less self-neglectful and more respectful around your money, how is that then going to inform the way you take care of your home? How is that then going to inform the way you show up in your relationships? How is that then going to inform the way you take care of your body? Let it really touch all the areas of your life. Just choose one area to be your point of focus, but then take those lessons off the mat, as they say, and let them apply to everything. I really hope this was useful for you. Something that I am doing for Self-Worth Summer is I'm having a 50% off sale of the two audio journeys that I still offer. One is called Shadow Love, Return to the Seat of the Soul. It is a very gentle, conversational audio journey, much like this podcast. You can get 50% off that when you put self-worth, all lowercase, smushed together as one word. When you put that in as the code at checkout, it will roll 50% off the price and then you will get that delivered into your inbox. You can find that on Gumroad, Shadow Love, or you can find it in the show notes. And then if manifestation is more your thing right now, I have an audio journey called The Magic Star, Five Steps to Deliberate Creation, and same thing. It's 50% off right now in honor of self-worth summer, and you can get that discount when you put in self-worth, all lowercase, no spaces, at checkout. I hope that you'll leave me a voicemail. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer those for you. If I have answers for your questions, I don't know everything, but I do know some things. And if you're a regular listener, you probably have a sense of what that is. I love people. I would love to hear from you. Until we meet again, always remember, life is change. Change is magic. Magic is life. And the journey is the creation. Much love to you. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.